Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My talkers, it's Monday. Excuse me, Tuesday, September seventh. We're no longer at the fair. We're back at the. We're back live at the My Talk 1071 Studios, hanging out with Lori and Julia. And boy, do they have some weekend claims to fame that they want to talk about. Oh boy, do we ever! How nice was it to have three days off, and how sad are we that the fair is over? It, yes and yes. Yes, I know. It. Yes and yes. What a. Well, the last I heard from you two is... We were Grant, both at the fair. Right, we were both at the fair, but then Grant, you sent a picture of us that you're getting your 17th burger at I, Midway Men's Club. Yeah, and I even went yesterday, you guys, and I bought three to go. I have two in my fridge sitting there for tonight for a heat up. You guys got me addicted. I blame you. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, I know. I sent you a text, Julia. I'm like, well, Casey and I are back at the I fair. Know. He looked at me Saturday morning. He said, we only had two rainy days together he said let's go out and listen to music so saturday and it was it was like crowded it was so it was like old-fashioned fair days it was normal fair days my buddy who owns cafe caribe said that that saturday was the most normal it has been business wise yes for any day since 2019 yeah it was really we went and saw the sweet colleen's up at the liney lodge and then we saw the first avenue night at we got there like two, and we didn't get home till ten. Oh, I just had fun. a blast. Yeah, I was there from eleven a.m. till ten p.m. Yeah, it I was, was so you guys have fun. Hours. It so was like it, it was, was a fair so day nice. with my husband. That's was, what was so fun about it. Yeah. Just that we got to bum around yes. together and look at music and people watch and play our people watching game. And it was that same band, you know, L Church and the Congregation. Um, at that West End stage, yeah, it was just it was just super fun. But then, of course, uh, yesterday, I mean, I was just I just needed to lay down, and so I basically Wait, read so a book I all just, day. I just needed to lay. I just down. needed to <laughs> read a book all day and not move because Mama's back was hurting. Oh yeah, mine was hurting, but I still went again yesterday. You went again. I oh. I, I went uh, nine out of the twelve days. Yeah. And I wasn't working like you guys. Did you really good? Yeah, nine out of the 12 (laughs) Okay, so I did something different this weekend. I went to see the Music Man at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Oh, my gosh. Well, last week we talked with um, Michael Gruber and Tony Tony. Vierling. Mm -hmm. And um, Lori, you know, Todd, our Todd Peterson from Christmas Carol Peterson, he's the mayor of uh, River City. Um, Ann Michaels, who was in our Project Down and Dirty, the play, um, mm-hmm. she plays Marion, you know, yes. the Shirley Jones. We had her on like a week before that all closed down. Right. Right. Remember? Last, it, Mar- last May or it, March. 
it was so much fun to be to see live theater. Yeah. It, you know, we've seen the music now, right. but just getting back to play. That is such a fun show. They did it in such a clever way. I just can't tell you how wonderful it is if people are thinking about a good pick. The Music yeah. Man. And I literally feel like I just saw it a few years earlier at the Guthrie. And that one doesn't get old. Yeah. It's, it was so fun. So, and I have had my friend here from Seattle mm-hmm. the whole week, and I had her all to myself. Shannon from Seattle. She well, just, I noticed you didn't call me. You were going to call me, and then you didn't call me. We but sent as, you a text. She sent you a text. As usual, you like to just hog a friend and not share him with anybody. Like your sister. I mean, this is classic. Lori, we sent you a text. I know, but I was at the fair. Hi, we're at the Shamrock. That's really nothing. Oh. Yeah. Hi, we're at the Shamrock. Oh, Hi. Oh, are you, Hi, are, you, are you getting some feelings out yeah, here? I'm just saying that, you know, we went from, you know, we were going up north and having a weekend together to crickets. Oh. Crickets, right. Julia. Crickets, Grant. Nothing. All right. Wow. Well, there yeah. we go. Wow. I guess I, we could have talked about this before we got it. Yeah. Well, um, I okay. did come up with a good new word on Saturday accidentally, like you do with your good words. <laughs> I told Casey, I said, I have a stomach ache. Oh, so I stomach, tummy. stomach and tummy. Yeah. He goes, oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I didn't even mean to say it. And I don't know why my stomach hurt, but it did hurt. Maybe because I was, you know, we eating had and drink. drinking. Yeah, we, yeah, yes. More drinking and then more eating. Oh, gosh. Oh, Gives yeah. a girl a stomach ache. It mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, so there was so much tennis on this weekend. Of course, U.S. Open is happening. Bunch of things happening. My brother said it's been very spicy. It's scandal right and left. It's spicy, and um, there's young players that we're having, you know, we're just meeting a lot of young people that are Good. doing really, really well. So the changing of the guard kind of. Yeah. Um, but then we took a break from that and watched Cinderella. Oh, my gosh. The memes on that were it, terrible. No, it was so much fun. I called my mom yesterday. She, I said, what are you doing? She says, I'm watching uh, Cinderella. Yeah. She said, it's so much fun. We watched it. It was fantastic. God, boy, Twitter was oh, mean to it. It is so much fun, and it is all, it's, um, it was so fun, Lori. And I don't know if anyone else watched it and loved it as much as we did, but it takes, it had all these new songs Modern in it. Modern songs. My, Rhythm Nation, and they do remixes. The Madonna, and, right? Didn't right, Material Girl, um, What a Man, Perfect, um, all the songs, but it, this... Camilla Cabella, I thought, was great. Nicholas Gatsering, he's this British guy, actor. Is he, is he Brent Starring? Yes, he was wonderful. Billy Porter was great. Adina Mazel was great. Mini Driver, Pierce Bronson. I'm telling you, I thought that show, I thought it was so great, and it got so slammed. It, it, you should have seen Twitter I and can't, the memes. It was so fun. It was so much fun. So 651-641-1071 if you watched it and liked it. But it, I really... I couldn't think of anything bad to say about it. All right. Well, that's it was, good. I, yeah. knew, I knew you would watch it. I did you? <laughs> I knew you would. And uh, it was so, I can't believe how much I liked it. Yeah, well, good. We both liked it. Mom liked it. You know, some of us are judgy, but we were not at all on this. So that was fun. Um, what else happened this weekend? I don't know. What happened with you, Grant? Besides, well, you're fair. I guess that was your reeking claim to fame. Did you finally lay down yesterday and get some rest? Uh, afterwards, no. Actually, I got home from the fair. I was there for four hours in the afternoon. I got home and I mowed three yards, my yard and my two neighbors' yards. Oh, so I was running wild all the way up until uh, about 8 o'clock last night. I never really sat down. Yeah. I, we, you know, these well, the weather weekends, was the, the weather was amazing. Beautiful. Too. Exactly. You, you got to take advantage, right? And it was so nice not having to work on Labor Day. Oh, 
That really Julia, that sealed we, the deal. We're we're fans of four day work weeks. Oh, it was so nice. And now we're having a four day work week. I know this we week, are. So we're liking that. I love it. And uh, we'll be very relaxed uh, coming on Friday because it's the Basilica Black Party. This I know weekend. we have so much live music happening this next weekend. There's so much going on. Yeah, super super if fun. If you are going to the Basilica, remember uh, COVID vaccination oh, yes. yep. requirements. Or negative test. Yes. Yep. yep. Or entry. Yep. Well, I got one caller who said she liked it. Do you want to talk to Liz real quick? Well, sure. Just really quick. Real quick. Liz, I heard you liked uh, Cinderella, right? I did. It was very well done. I thought the music was great. It was very uplifting. And um, if you just wanted to sit back, relax, and have a, a fun time watching a show, I thought it was very good. I agree. Thanks, Liz. I, I just thought it was fun. Lori, your mom will love this. Oh, yeah. She will love this. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just, I don't know, it was such a fun show. And it got dissed by everybody. Well, like you the, said. the memes on Twitter, a lot of it, though, is James Corden related. I well, did notice that. he's barely in it. Yeah, he's, he's a mouse, but he's... they're like, who does this guy, <laughs> who does this guy no. have naked pictures of that he's in everything? He's exactly. In a, he's in it for like three seconds. Exactly. And so right? is Billy Porter's not in a lot. It's more the other people, and they can all sing. Yeah. So it was just in... Oh, gosh. So it lifted you up. It was uplifting. You got lifted up by the fun. music man. Yes. Lifted up by it really felt like a, a lot of happy shows. Yeah. And then we watched Ted Lasso, of course, because she'd never seen it. Yeah. So I went back into that. It's All right. just nice. Listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. And this is a sad one, you guys. I don't think I have been so upset by a celebrity taken so soon before their time as I was yesterday upon learning the news that Michael K. Williams was found in his home in Brooklyn. He was found dead. It's a suspected drug overdose. But Michael K. Williams, we had just talked about him last, last week as he was cast as uh, George Foreman's trader, uh, trainer in a biopic. And uh, he's great actor. I mean, people know him from The Wire. He was Chalky White on Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. He was in the great two uh, I think it was only two seasons, Happen Leonard with James Purefoy. He was in that. He was in The Night Of. He was in the one you watched last year that you liked so much Lovecraft, in HBO. Yeah, Lovecraft yeah. Country or County. County. And he's up for an Emmy. And yes, people he think he's going to win. And he was only uh, 54 years old. He's been nominated for an Emmy five times. He was also in When They See Us. I mean, truly one of our best. Character, Character actors, actors. Yes. Uh, here's some audio from GMA. Omar, isn't it? He was the Emmy-nominated star best known for his role as Omar Little on the hit show The Wire. Just like you, the man. culture of drugs. Excuse me? What? I got the shotgun. Got the briefcase. So on the game, though, right? Police say they found Williams dead in his Brooklyn home on Monday. The death is being investigated as a possible drug overdose. Overnight, the Wire creator wrote on Twitter that he was too gutted right now to say all that ought to be said. Michael was a fine man and a rare talent, and on our journey together, he always deserved the best words. And today, those words won't come. Williams has long been open about his struggles with sobriety, speaking to Tamron Hall earlier this year. A lot of people often think that when a person puts down the drug or the alcohol, that all the problems go away. That that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, drugs and alcohol are not the problems. They're merely symptoms of the problem. 
His own personal struggles were often reflected in a story career spanning more than 25 years of work in television and film. Is Omar come back tomorrow? His famed character, Omar, a notorious stick-up man running the streets of Baltimore. The role gained him attention from even President Barack Obama, who called Williams' portrayal fascinating. After The Wire, Williams hit big again with another tough guy role, Chalky White, on the mob series Boardwalk Empire. Let's go, Buck. Chain running off nowhere. Williams racked up five Emmy nominations in his career. Including for his role as Montrose Freeman in the period sci-fi show Lovecraft Country and the Central Park Five depiction When They See Us. When the police want what they want, they will do anything. Do you hear me? Anything. When They See Us creator Ava DuVernay wrote on Instagram, Dear brother, be certain you were a flash of love, now gone, but never forgotten. The Wire co-star Wendell Pierce said Williams was an immensely talented man with the ability to give voice to the human condition, portraying the lives of those whose humanity is seldom elevated until he sings their truth. Michael K. Williams was 54 years old. Uh, and it was so dark. His nephew found him. Oh, and it's just, just tragic. Saw, it's just devastating. And last month, I think it was, I saw a video uh, interview with uh, Williams where he spoke from his home with Gold Derby. You know, they yeah, do yeah, the, yeah. They do the, the award the, show. The predicting on all the award yeah. shows, who's going to win. And he talked about this also with Tamron Hall, but he said playing Montrose in Lovecraft uh, Country made him relive a lot of childhood trauma and that he started going to therapy after he played that role. He right. just, you know, and that's what you need with the character actor. He just, like, threw himself into it, and he... He um, just was such a great character actor. And then I I learned so much about, like, that he started as a dancer in New York City. He was inspired by Janet Jackson's Jackson's Rhythm Nation video Mm -hmm. to pursue dancing. And he choreographed Crystal Waters' epic 1994 video, 100% Pure Love. Um, And he went on to dance for Madonna Mm -hmm. and George Michael, along with trying out for roles. He was eventually discovered by Tupac, who put him in his first acting role in his 1996 film Bullet, because Michael K. Williams had a distinctive scar running from his forehead across the side of of his his face, which he got. He was uh, slashed by a knife on his 25th birthday. So Tupac was like, he's got the thug look we're looking for. And then that's when Michael K. Williams switched from dancing to acting. Right. But just, I, I just was really, and, he just played such deep, yeah. complex characters. And I know, like, his character in Happen Leonard, that would might have been one of more, one of his more lighter. Uh, you like know, a- Donnie is the one who right. told us about that because I- he loves. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. James Purefoy. And yes. he told me, and Casey and I did watch it, and it's just kind of a lighthearted, but it's got some depth to it about these two guys who are you know, getting in trouble and I don't know. It's just a, it's really kind of a bromance Mm -hmm. show. And I think it was on Netflix, but I I can't really remember. But, and I remember list, I don't know if I heard something or watch, I might've watched something on him um, talking about when he was on the wire, like one entire season, he was just on drugs Mm -hmm. and he really, really struggled with the big drugs, you know, and one entire season, he said, I don't even remember that season I was high the whole season, and he really struggled with things from his childhood. Mm. Um, I think he was abused as a child. He grew up in a really rough neighborhood. He mm-hmm. was into drugs very, very early. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Oh. I just... And then his last Instagram post. That was kind of chilling. It was really chilling. What did it say again? It was, it was with... Um, what's his name? That got in the Walmart uh, bus accident. Oh, Tr- Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan saying something like, I'm okay, people. Don't, don't worry cry, about... Don't cry, don't cry for, for me. me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and so he leaves behind a son, and he has just, yeah, I think this caught everyone way off guard, Larry, because he had just so many good things in the hopper and things going for him. Yeah, and he was riveting when he was on the screen, yeah. and, and he, a lot of people, the odds are, Gold Derby has the odds on him winning Best Supporting Actor for an Emmy for Lovecraft Country, and he plays this other character's alcoholic dad. Okay. And so he was on Tamron Hall. I I don't know, might have been this if it was this spring or whatever, but he just said that playing that part just triggered just things. triggered a lot of right. things and I got into therapy and um he said I just started to unpack everything because I have such a fierce critic in my head. Wow. I don't know, it just really It really made struck me I know. Sad. And a lot of people said and then Goofy uh, 50 Cent, Oh, he, right. he oh. posts something like, well, people, you can see what fentanyl and drugs do, and you can watch my brand new TV show that's coming out this weekend or something. Oh, the prequel to yeah. Power? Power. Oh, so he yikes. posts that right away yesterday. Oh, and, bad move. And then another one about something about himself, and, I was, yeah. and he deleted their sense deleted, but right. boy, the way people react... And to every, try to jump on it to his advantage. Right. Everybody else is just like, I'm too devastated, devastated to even talk or, about it. Right. Taraji P. Henson. The one thing that caught me in this interview was this, too, and this is very telling right here. A lot of people often think that when a person puts down the drug or the alcohol, that all the problems go away. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, drugs and alcohol are not the problems. They're merely symptoms of the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. That right there yeah. tells you a lot. Yeah. So I just—I mean, you know—the last one that really hit us was a year ago when Chadwick Boseman yes. died in August, and we were just like, "What?" And we didn't right. know he'd been sick. But I mean, I just was like truly shocked. And I mean, he Casey watched The Wire. I that want, show was a little too violent yes, for me, but right. he real—I know a lot of people love that show, and it's considered one of the best TV it is. shows. Oh, right. It's amazing. But I fell in love with uh, Michael K. Williams when he played Chucky White on. Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Mm-hmm. And we have seen, you know, yeah, we've, we've seen met, him at the SAG have. Awards. I know and we have. I, I he's know. just so trim and handsome and slim and, oh, just 
Really sad. sad. Really, really sad. sad. Yeah. But when we come back, we've got mm. our one of our favorite Minnesota authors, William Kent Kruger, is going to be joining us for his latest book, which of course, Lightning Strike, is so good. We'll be right back. Enjoy. We have a treat for you. William Kent Kruger, best-selling author. William Kent Kruger is uh, joining us and his latest book and really how the whole Cork O'Connor saga begins. The book is called Lightning Strike. It's absolutely fantastic. Hi, William. Hi, William. Hello, you two. It's so good to be with you again. I wish we could do this in person. I know. Oh, William, I know. I know. We <laughs> love having you come in studio and we're just... We're just not uh, there yet. I guess the pandemic is still going and book signings have probably, you know, been impacted for you. Oh, I canceled all my in-person events. I had a huge tour scheduled for the fall and I canceled all the in-person events. It was just too risky, I thought, for everybody. Yeah, Yeah. well, but knowing you, you probably signed books and sent them to all your bookstores that you were going to appear I drove around this state like, crazy hitting all the bookstores to sign copies for them because they've been so supportive um over the years for me well you you write a you write a delicious novel Mm -hmm. and this and this is nothing uh, you know this was so fun to hear the origins of cork o'connor so can you give everyone the setup for the book lightning strike Sure. This book, um, as uh, was it Laurie or Julia who said, this is <laughs> this is a prequel to this mm-hmm. series. It takes place when Cork is 12 years old, um, and I'm not giving anything away by saying it's the summer before his father is killed in the line of duty. Cork's fa- Cork later in his life becomes sheriff of Tamarack County, but when he was uh, a kid, his father was sheriff of Tamarack County and was killed in the line of duty when Cork was in his adolescence. So lightning strike takes place in the summer before his father is killed. And, you know, it has some terrific mysteries at the heart of it, but for me it was really a chance to explore the important relationship that Cork had with his father, um, the relationship Cork had with his mother as well, the, the relationship his parents uh, had with each other, these important relationships that shaped Cork into the man who occupies center stage in the series. How many Cork O'Brien books are Cork there? Cork O'Connor. Cork O'Connor. I don't know why I wrote I just Cork wrote O'Connor. O'Connor. I know. I don't know why I just wrote O'Brien. Mm-hmm. You you uh, you just need another sip of coffee, I right. think. Uh, I there are currently eighteen in the series. This is number eighteen. Wow! Uh, did you always have this idea, or was there some kind of inspiration that came to you to tell the story? Because it is, I mean, we I love. I mean, I think the last time we talked to you might have been for this tender lamb, which yes. is just a, a, a terrific, terrific book. But I love all everything in the Cork O'Connor series, and I. You could read them out of order, but for this particular story, setting this up, you know, when Cork is 12, what gave you that idea? You know, my actually, my agent kind of, um, she more than insisted. She kind of shoved me into it. She's been <laughs> after me for years to write uh, a story uh, from Cork's perspective when he was a kid, because so often in the series I have made reference to events that occurred in Cork's younger years, mm-hmm. um, people in his in his younger life that had a significant influence on him, and she has always told me this would be rich territory to mine, so I finally decided to take her advice, and I'm really glad I did. I so loved writing this story. Oh, oh it was so good. I was sad. I had a tear when it ended. Yeah. I, I didn't j- want it. 
we really didn't want it to end. I mean, it was just, it was so good. And of course, all, you know, we recognize and we see, you know, some, it was nice meeting, um, who's the um, Henry Malo, Malou? Yes. Yeah. Meeting him at yeah, 50. Henry is, uh, yeah, he's, he, for anybody listening who's not familiar with my series, he is a, he's a healer, a very old healer in most of the Cork O'Connor stories. As I'm writing him now, current day, he's 106 years old. But in Lightning Strike, he's this spry 60-year-old guy. Uh, so it was fun uh, visiting Henry in his younger years and also Sam Wintermoon. Yes. He's, he's alive and very influential in Cork's life in this particular story. And one of the other things, I, I just thought it was fun, you know, writing from the perspective of a young boy and yeah. what he sees and how he's fearless and wants to go and do things and how his interpretation and then, you know, getting a little bit more about how his dad married this Indian woman and how the, uh, uh, you know, the Indians feel about, um, you know, Cork and his, and his dad, well, Liam, white, and the fa- white yeah. people. And mm-hmm. that was... I mean, it was really just good to read. I loved it. Well, in this story, this is really the first time Cork, you know, he's he's leaving his childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really, in, in many ways, a coming-of-age story. And Cork, for the first time, becomes aware that he's viewed very differently because of his native ancestry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's aware that people call him names now. He's aware that they... Um, say things about his family, particularly his mother. Um, and so Cork in this novel is really stepping out I- into the, into a world that is, you know, so hard. Uh, but we all have to do that. Yeah. And I, I love writing a story from this adolescent, pers- adolescent male perspective. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm pretty good at it actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because like most men, I never matured much past, you know, 12 or 13 years of age. So it's easy for me to capture that voice. Yeah. I have to say that um, I had to stop reading and look up a word that you used because I was so taken. And I knew that what you were referring to meant like uh, that the river was murmuring or maybe it was some trees were rustling. But you used the word Sussurus. Yes. Am I saying that right? Susurus. Susurus. Yes. I was just like, oh, good word. What a word. It's a beautiful word that means exactly what it sounds like, that soft uh, sound that goes along with um, with rustling leaves or with a river flowing. Susurus. Susurus. Yeah, I was oh, just like, so I, damn, William, I got to look that up. I stopped everything I was doing. <laughs> I'm like, I got to look that word up. That's a beautiful <laughs> word to know. How about... Um, you know, I'm sure we've asked you this before, but one of the things that in, in all of your books that you do, and particularly with the Cork O'Connor series, is that um, what we learn about the, is it Anishinaabe, you know, an yeah. Indian mm-hmm. and the first people, that is always really interesting, and I like the respect that you give to it. So I don't know if you're like, have done a lot of research or you've got friends in the, you know, native community that like help you with some of this stuff, but it's very, it's very wonderful to read. Well, thank you. And yeah, it was actually at the suggestion of a friend or information that a friend in the, uh, one of my friends in the Ojibwe community gave me that kind of led to the story that I created, uh, a friend of mine who's on the Malax uh, Band of Ojibwe Police Force, 
uh, was told me about the the Relocation Act of 1956 and the devastating effect it had on many Native communities, and that really got me rolling in terms of the story I was going to create. Yeah, it's so, you know, that is not taught at all in school as our history. That, you know, what happened with to people... The, to the Indian people in particular in That's the state of Minnesota. I mean. And yeah. you talked about it in, um, what, this tender land, I think you talked about uh, some of it. And what was the book we just had on, Laurie? Um, Dovetails in Tall Grass about the... Have you, about the massacre. Man, at Mankato. Yeah. Um, we When we were growing up, history was very different. Yes, it was. <laughs> and, and and not very accurate. Um the, the truth keeps coming out more and more these days. You know, you mentioned uh, the, this tender land and, um, and the Native American boarding schools that were an important part of that story. And, you know, it, if you remember that story, it was just the, the treatment of the children there was terrible. And now, as, as we're beginning to see in Canada, the residential schools there, the horrible truth of, um, of all of the children who, were, who died and were, you know, buried, we're beginning to see that more and more as Deb Halland, our Secretary of uh, the Interior, has requested an investigation into the Native American boarding schools here. We're just going to be seeing more and more of the truth emerge yeah, wow. I mean to think that yeah. that was that was at 1956 that they did that. The relocation yeah. act yeah. of 19 was passed in 1956. Oh, that's correct. Un- and it really it had a devastating effect on so many native communities. In fact, the whole native communities essentially disappeared as a result of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, imagine having your kids. No. You know, they're taken away to go be. You know, so that they can learn the white man right, and then the false the lies that were told about what you were going to get and the jobs you were going to get and where you're going to live and stuff. Well, this if you're just joining us, we're talking with WKK, which only stands for William (laughs) Kent Kruger, and that's what your publicist says in the in the tagline. And I appreciate it so much because spelling out your long name, it was so nice to just say (laughs) WKK. The book is Lightning Strike. It's the latest in the Cork O'Connor. Um, series, but it's really the the genesis of it, yeah. and it's just it was such a wonderful book, and you are such a good guy. I'm sorry that you had to cancel everything because the people need to hear from you. You are such an eloquent speaker too, and it's just a treat for us always to have you on our show. Oh, you know, I have so much fun with you too. We well. and, I'm, I, and I'm glad you always invite me back. Oh, and yeah. there'll be another book next year. And right. God willing, this pernicious virus will have been dealt with, and we can get back to actually doing events in person again. Oh. Um, William, how will people, how will fans, um, how do you want them to, I like, do you want them to go to Facebook, or how can they, I know you're doing the Star Tribune talking volumes um, that's coming up, but how do you want people to interact with you or interface well, uh, they can contact me actually directly uh, via my website. Um, there's a contact link. Okay. And I, I, um, I don't think I'm giving away anything to say that all of those emails come to me directly, personally. I try to answer as many of them as I can. Mm-hmm. Usually that's about 90%. Um, and, but you can also uh, check out my Facebook page. Okay. I have an author Facebook page out there, and I try to keep everybody updated to what's going on in my life, both professionally and personally, on the Facebook page. And is your next book that you're working on, are we going on another Cork O'Connor mystery, or is it another maybe standalone book along the lines of this tender land? 
I'm putting the finishing touches uh, on the next book in the Cork O'Connor series. Mm-hmm. It will be called Anger Bay, and it'll be out this time next year. And then I turn my attention to the next standalone, which will be a companion novel to both This Tenderland and Ordinary Grace. Grace. Oh, oh, yeah, that was the other. We love both it. of those. Yeah, oh, you're just it. you're such a good writer, William. <laughs> and you two are so. You're such good uh, radio personalities. Oh. <laughs> well, we do I, we do love our book club. It's do. been our one consistent thing that we've done in 19 years. Oh my gosh, 19 years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. 20 years next year, are you going to do a celebration? Of course. I'm sure Huge. we will. Huge. We're I'm inviting sure. you. I'm sure they're going to give I, us I Fridays gonna, off. <laughs> I was going to say, you better invite me. Yeah. We will. We will. Um, and we just love having you on. All right. So bye, William. Um, thank, thank you, Thank you William. so much for your time. The book is Lightning Strike. We have a couple copies to give away. 651-641-1071. Give us a buzz. And we'll look forward to reading your next book. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. I'm having deja vu, because I don't know how many times William Ken Kruger has been on our show, but it's been a lot. It has been a He's lot. He's been a pretty steady. He and Brian Freeman. Yeah, our local authors, we just love. Fantastic. And now I, I feel like we've got a new one that we're going to have on a regular basic, uh, Jess Laurie. Yes, I think you're right. And Kelly and Penny are the winners today oh, of good. the two books. So. Cheers to you, ladies, and we'll get them in the mail. And uh, Shana Tova to everybody that's out there celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Yes, today. So I just thanks, Laura. But I would say that okay. Penny actually, I just wanted now that you say that Penny goes to church with Kent and said that he's as nice as he sounds on the radio in person. He's just the most kind, caring person in the world. And I, the two seconds I spoke with him, I was like, it felt like we were best friends. Oh yeah, you don't. You know, he's always come in too because, of course, he like lives in St. Paul. Yeah, and the New York Times did a huge write up on him. He is a very, very successful author like you know brian freeman is i mean Mm -hmm. just and that with the ability i mean 18 cork o'connor books yeah and it was his cork o'connor success that allowed him his okay you can write something because sometimes when you write a reoccurring character that's all they want you to write right you know and so for no ordinary 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 Grace. grace and this tender land i mean and those were both national bestsellers And you know that, okay, so he, here's a little bit about William Ken Kruger. He was raised in the Cascade Mountains of Oregon. He briefly attended Stanford University before being kicked out for radical activities that we're going to make him tell us about sometime. Yeah. (laughs) After that, he logged timber, worked construction, tried his hand at freelance journalism, and eventually ended up researching child development at the U of M. Mm -hmm. He currently makes his living as a full-time author, and he used to sit at the St. Clair Broiler in St. Paul and write his books. And I worked there, Grant, and I grew up right there. Uh, He's been married for over 40 years to a marvelous woman who's a retired attorney, and he makes his home in St. Paul. But Mm -hmm. um, he is as lovely as he sounds. He just really is that guy. Yeah. If Um, you get a chance to see him do the Star Tribune, the talking volumes thing that that they have, that's where, you know, they could do the big Q&A with, you know, selected authors. Yeah, he has a voice for radio, kind of. He does. It's I was, very soothing. That's what I just said to Penny. I go, he's just, it's like soothing and safe and yep. just kind. The 
Cancerous. Yeah, it's Lori, very... I loved that word too. Yeah. So when you said it, but I figured out what it meant and I didn't look it up. But he throws some good words in there. Well, I knew that it meant, you know, yes. that because he was describing that like the wi- the wind was whispering in mm-hmm. the and I just thought, oh, I've never in the water. I never knew about this word susurrus. I know. I know. All right. So we had a um a notable passing today. Willard, or yesterday, Willard Scott passed. Well, I think it was Saturday, Saturday. or Sunday. Mm-hmm. He was 87 years old. Oh, he and didn't get, a, get his own jam. He didn't get to have his own Smuckers. Smuckers greeting. No, and so he famously would um, say happy birthday to centigerians, if I'm saying it right, but for even years. How, even the fact that he was the first original Ronald McDonald. I know, he was. Lori. I mean, he was. He had quite a career. I did not realize it. All I know is he left, not in a scandal, but there were people like Brian Gumble famously hated him. I okay? didn't know Brian Gumble also famously hated, um, you know, who was the Gene Shallot. Oh, I love Gene Shallot. Oh, yeah. And he got kind of forced out of there. Matt Lauer didn't really. Katie Couric and Al Roker had the most heartfelt. Even Jane Pauley did Sent- not like him back in the day. Really? Yes. Well, he was goofy. He was goofy, and that's what we liked. Loved about him. So yeah. he he began, he had a 65-year career with NBC. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And affiliate stations. But he, in 55, began hosting a radio show called The Joy Boys. And did that till 1974. He hosted children's TV programs in the 60s. Mm-hmm. He played a wide range of characters, like you said, including Bozo the Clown. He had the distinction of being the first person to play Ronald McDonald, appearing in commercials in 1963 in the Washington... Because he was so tall. D.C. yep. And he was known for doing such stunts as dressing as Boy George in the height of his fame. He dressed up as Cupid on Valentine's Day. He dressed... I remember when he dressed up as Carmen Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. He a said, six foot two, a six foot three, two hundred and fifty pound man is Carmen Miranda is 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 a good costume. It's a lot to take in. It is <laughs> a lot, lot and that was in nineteen eighty three. And he did it in order to secure a thousand dollar donation to the USO. He started. People said everyone thought he was a buffoon, and he loved it. He said, "This is who I am. Mm-hmm. If I can make people laugh." Was, and he kind of mentored Al Roker. Yes, of course he did. He he got sent a um a. a a viewer of the Today Show wrote a letter and said, would you please wish my mother, she's 100 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of, um, on the Today Show, he would just get, you know, his, uh, and he could he would fill it however he wanted, and they'd get exasperated with him. But he looked at the camera and he said, I want to wish a happy 100th birthday to so-and-so. And they were kind of mad at him, and they're like, "What is this?" And then it ends up being a sponsored piece, right? And it's almost as big of a deal as getting, you know, a card from the White House when you turn a hundred, exactly. To get, yeah, to make the Willard Scott with the picture and right. presented by Smuckers. But they were soup. The suits were mad at him. They were, and it started, Lori, in <laughs> nineteen eighty-three. Yeah, and he was on the air until um, I think ninety-five, and then would come back and do guest. Um, spots on the Today Show, but um, people, he always made me smile on the Today Same. Show. He always seemed like a happy face in the morning that yeah. you wanted. Yeah, the, the suits were so mad at him <laughs> about that, and and then Smucker's Jelly said, "We'll sponsor this. We'll sponsor and we'll pay you money." I was going to uh-huh. say the money, and comes. then it becomes this very identifiable thing, and one of the things that made the Today Show feel like a friend. 
yes, in the did. morning in the way that the other shows didn't. He just kind of got, you know, he didn't really get his uh, due um, from the news the news people they were right. they very much looked down their nose on him well katie couric said she was heartbroken oh yeah and i'm sure Elro, they were friends with yeah. him i'm sure matt lauer didn't like him oh i'm sure he's too hokey for him yeah but also because willard would have um called him out called him out probably. on yeah. it probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. on his right. summer and then and then we here we lost a comedy legend scott hansen comedy champion passed away at the age yeah. of 66 i think neil justin is going to have a story about it louis anderson is the one who alerted the news because he was louis mentor right it was huge he turned this town into a comedy town right scott hansen so our thoughts go to you know his uh, family and kids yeah. and everything yeah he was only 66 so but i guess um he'd been in bad health yes. so it wasn't completely unexpected all right listen when we come back sex education what else do you need to know <laughs>